beautiful and welcome to In Tune With Yourself. Today we have a very exciting episode and on our interview panel we have Scarlett. She is a life coach, mom, fellow podcaster, nature lover, sober, and proud. Welcome Scarlett. I'm so excited to have you on today and to talk about our topic of being sober. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited and I'm happy to be like on the other end of things. Yeah, it must be a little bit different being the interviewee instead of the interviewer as you're a fellow podcast and you're one of the people who actually helped me get into podcasting. So it must be a little bit different for you. Yeah, it does, but it's good. I'm excited. Perfect. Well, Today, I'm very excited about our topic, but before we dive into that, I do want to get the audience to know you a little bit better. I mean, I know you quite well now, um, but I'd like our audience to know a little bit about you. So the first question I have is to tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know about you. Okay. Um, So this is kind of a funny one. I practiced elimination communication with my children when they were babies and for anybody who doesn't know what that is it's basically when you learn to communicate through signals and signs from your baby since birth instead of training them to poop and pee in their diaper they go on a potty wow that's quite amazing i've actually never heard of that was that something that you um had someone tell you about or how did you kind of get involved with that i think that i just somehow came across it when i was pregnant and then once i like watched a few videos i i was like well i have to try now and see if it works (laughs) and so i did i was committed (laughs) that's awesome was it difficult or like was it something that came kind of easy to you I mean obviously parenting in general is tough and with newborns and babies it's it's hard to communicate in general but in your idea would you say it was really hard or not really hard it was kind of in the middle I guess there were some challenges with it for sure you had to always be in tune with your baby like you couldn't just kind of like ignore them and know that they'll just go in their diaper right like you had to just be always kind of on it and then you would get Mm -hmm. used to the different they would make like when they were angry when they were hungry when they were just needing comfort when they were when they needed to go to the bathroom and so they would like literally make certain noises that you would be like oh oh she's gotta go pee and then I would like take her and hold her over a potty and so the one challenge was like leaving them with other people um so luckily my my husband's parents who were kind of the only other people that watched our kids they were on board with like helping with that so we just kind of showed them the ropes and they were really good with it so the one big challenge was that they didn't sleep through the night for a long time because they were trained to wake up and tell us when they had to go to the bathroom so they didn't sleep through the night for a long time (laughs) (laughs) but but then the perk is that they literally are never wear diapers like I would put them on when we would be going like in the car or be on on outing but they would never really soil them and then when they were like a year a year and a half they would just start taking themselves to the bathroom and not and just wear underwear and I never had to like worry about potty training because it was just done 
So when people ever asked me like tips about body training, I'd be like, I have no clue. I don't know what <laughs> it is because we did it since birth. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's amazing though. Like that, mm-hmm. that probably saves you a lot on diapers. Let's be honest on that. Oh, totally. but- I know. I think I worked it out one day. It's crazy. Like I probably bought packs of diapers, like maybe five times ever between my two kids. And, and we always joked with my kids now because they'll like, talk about it like oh I never I never wore diapers I never went poo in my diaper <laughs> like all proud of it <laughs> like yeah it's true <laughs> yeah oh, that's awesome. but it well, is possible that- and like literally in Africa and certain places like they don't wear diapers like it's it's consumerism like we've trained people to put these on our kids to make life easier and really like you're they're pushing the pull-ups like bigger and bigger and bigger so that like your five-year-olds are wearing diapers still and it's like normalized when really it's not necessary so yeah I don't know we could go into this forever but uh, we should probably move on (laughs) well you're not wrong and I mean you know it sounds like your kids kept you up at night in the beginning so what keeps you up at night now Ooh, good question. Well, they still do sometimes. <laughs> um, but I would say generally I do sleep really well these days. But if I am kept up, it's just because like either the moonlight is really bright and I have no blinds on my window or the or my mind is just kind of going. I've got something on my mind and I can't get rid of it. You know, I hear you. that gets me too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, so before we get into kind of what is sober, I would like to ask you, what was the fork in the road that got you to the place you are today? So what was like the biggest thing that happened to you that caused you to basically have to pivot and pick a road? And it's because of that road it has gotten you to where you are today. That's a good question. Um... So I'd say it has a lot to do with my mother. She ended up having a stroke, alcohol-induced stroke, at the young age of 61, I believe. She was almost 62. Um, I was in Hawaii on a holiday, actually. It was um, Boxing Day, I think, and I got a call, and she was in the hospital, and so I had to until we got home and then go see her um we'd had like a rocky relationship and alcohol was like a big problem for her um but to see it actually take away who she is as a person was really really sad because she couldn't communicate anymore she had a so basically like word salad um they call it where she thinks she's saying the right thing but it comes out wrong so it's the wrong words. So she'd like be wanting to say like, pass me the hairbrush. And she would be like, pass me the salt or something, you know? And I'm like, yeah. oh, what? What do you mean? She's like, the salt. And then like get really upset and frustrated. And it was super hard to see that like 62 years old, just basically not able to form a sentence, you know? So that was was the turning point for me, for sure. It basically opened up my eyes to like the importance of health and by poisoning our bodies with all these different things, sugars and alcohol and bad foods, 
we're just like taking away our health and we can make a choice. And it definitely like took me though a couple years to like, I had it in the back of my head, but that was like the moment where things changed and I started getting curious about like sobriety and just healthier living. That's amazing. I mean, you took something that was very upsetting and hard and and you took something from that, you learned a lesson and you don't want, you didn't want to go down that same path. And so you pulled from the strength you have inside to find a better way to find a way that makes you live longer and not have to be in a situation like that. And to also, you know, if you needed to take care of her. So it, it gives you, it gives you the, the ability to learn and grow on your own path. And that's okay that it's, it's different. And, and I mean, in your own words, how um, does sober and sober curious come up for you? Like, what would you say both those meanings are? Because some people think, you know, in order to be sober, you have to be like fully sober, but there's people who are curious about learning more and growing. So like, what are you, what would you say your kind of definition is of both of those? Yeah, so sober curious to me is just when you start really thinking about the possibility of this for life. Like for me, it was hard to even wrap my head around that because alcohol had been like so present in my daily life since I was like 13 years old. Like it was a coping mechanism. It was a distraction. It became just like a full on addiction and then it also was other things because I worked in fine dining and I was a manager at a liquor store so it was like also like knowledge for me like I had wine knowledge like I was almost like sommelier level it was like a status like it was a lot of things and so there was never any event I would go to where I wouldn't be drinking like birthday celebration funeral wedding even just like getting together with friends like there's always alcohol there was always a drink so um basically like how do you how can you even like see your life without it um what would you do if you were at a birthday party or a wedding or around Christmas time like when you're used to drink all the time um and trying to figure out in your mind like if you could do it how you could do it reach out to different people like when I was curious I would start I started reaching out to like a couple people I knew that were sober that I thought were crazy because I didn't know how they could do it um, and just ask questions, just really getting curious about it. And then sober would be when you're ready to cut all the substance substances out completely. Um, and for me, it was specifically alcohol. Um, yeah. And just like make that decision and stick to it. That's amazing. I like the way, you say that it's like you can always get knowledge and grow and like try and see if it's something that you feel you can do. And in my opinion, I mean, I think it's something that everyone can do. It's if they want to do. And sometimes it's it's hard for people. Um, so would you be open to sharing with us the journey you took to live the sober life and kind of like what you went through and, and where you're at now? Yeah, for sure. How much time do you have? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um because it yeah like I have a few notes here that I'll try to follow but I might get a bit off track because it really does go back so far like growing up my mom was an alcoholic 
and she went to AA and she was sober for like over 10 years of my childhood. So apparently she drank for like for the first years of my life and then she went to AA and she got sober and she was sober. So all I remember of her from the time I have a memory, like three years old, to being I think around 12 is when she started drinking again. Um, it was the most amazing childhood and she was so present and creative mm. and lovely. And she really did raise me to be an amazing person. And I only have like good memories from that, which mm-hmm. I think is a huge blessing because a lot of people don't have that. And if I didn't have those like crucial years, then I I don't know if I would be in the same position because when we don't have like that support, things can go down the wrong well not support I guess like foundation things can go down mm-hmm. the wrong path pretty quickly um but yeah once she started drinking again I was a, just coming into my teenage years and then if I her and my dad were kind of like on the rocks and I don't know why money possibly that she's drinking again lots of different little issues and then me and my sister are only a year apart so we were kind of like double trouble and we got into some bad stuff hung out with some bad influences and started smoking weed all the time and like drinking every weekend at 13 and 14 and it just never stopped really like from there because then I started just like doing it to ignore all the stuff that was going on because life was hard seeing my parents like their relationship fall apart and yeah coping just to get through and so like I really do know that sometimes people just need it to get through a phase of their life and then when they're ready they have to be ready they can quit um so for me it was two years ago now so I just celebrated two years sobriety on October 5th so congratulations thank you um yeah and I made the choice because I had well like I actually made the choice because I'd gone out the night before to a book club which of course I drank too much because I drank too much anytime I had any sort of event um and then the next morning I was so sick and my body for like about six months to a year before I actually made the decision, my body was really screaming at me to stop. Like I was getting sick in the mornings all day into the next day. I was throwing up like it was bad to the point where I would like couldn't be a good mom. Like I, it wasn't like I was drinking every day, but I would do it like every weekend. And then mm-hmm. I would have at least one day where it was a total write off for me. And I felt disgusting. I was like ashamed of myself, embarrassed. I didn't want to be that for my kids and for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, they were only like four and six at the time. So they needed me. Like they relied on me. Um, and yeah, like my business was, I had a, I owned my own business for eight years and it was really like consuming. So I think that I, I needed to like unwind and de-stress and all I knew was drinking to do that right like I didn't know any healthy ways I didn't know that I could meditate and go for nature walks and exercise and (laughs) all the things I do now um but yeah I literally messaged my 
girlfriend that morning and I was like or no I think she was like I'm never drinking again and you know like we how many times have we said that in our lives like I don't know oh, about yeah. you but <laughs> yeah like a night out and the next day oh I'm never drinking again and then like the next day rolls around and I'm having a Caesar like it's just you don't usually stick to it so yeah I responded me too and she was like no I'm serious and I'm like so am I like today's the day and then I stuck to it like my friend I don't really talk to her much anymore but um she was never like a big drinker she would only have a bunch of drinks like rarely like a couple times a year so for her it wasn't really out of necessity it was more just like she wanted to feel better I I knew it was time like I needed to make that choice and from then on I like I just, I listened to a podcast called Recovery Elevator and they say, burn, burn the ships, you know, like burn the ships, meaning like you can never go back because the ships are gone. So you've made that choice. You're here, you're sticking with it. So tell everyone. And that's like what I did. So I told my husband and he kind of laughed at me because all he's ever known is like me to have like wine while I'm cooking dinner and and it was just like hard to accept really and I was like I just had to be like no like I really need your support I want to do this I told my close friends I told my in-laws I told my dad I told like all the people around me and I was like I'm not gonna drink anymore I'm really focused on this it's important to me and so after that I just kind of gave myself a lot of grace like I ate I ate a lot of sugar, like not a ton, but like I'd buy myself chocolate and be like, okay with it. And I would like coffee and tea. And I started buying myself like yummy fizzy drinks to like replace the habit. And I kept myself really busy with, um, like simple projects so I'd be like sanding furniture in the back in the garage at night listening to podcasts for like two hours and sort of ignoring the world because I was just trying to get through the days um so I wasn't putting too much pressure on myself and it worked like it was really helpful and then slowly I started like doing that those things less and less and integrating more exercise and healthier food and being more present with my family and yeah um I don't know do you want me to go back at all anymore or no, I mean, that's amazing. That's It gives yeah. us an idea of kind of your childhood and how it affected you through your life. And then as you as a mom and then what you've kind of done to slowly um, get um, like get alcohol out of your life. Like, you know, mm-hmm. as we said, sugary um, sugar and bubbly drinks and just making yeah. it distraction to make you like if it's the worst time at night where you feel you're going for it then you've just learned to distract yourself so that you weren't um, focusing on getting that drink you were keeping yourself busy and I think that that's kind of one of the biggest things I mean for me I think about okay so when I go to events kind of like how you were saying it was like it's always around it's always like oh do you want to go for a drink do you want to have dinner are we gonna have a drink like it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like in our I don't know I guess society that that's just kind of what you do and when you aren't drinking it's like weird to people (laughs) yeah totally I I think now it's becoming a lot more um welcomed and I think Mm -hmm. it's I, I honestly think corona caused a lot of people to drink more in the beginning I know I was guilty of that um and then it was kind of like okay this is too much and it's still going on so we cannot be drinking our life away so let mm-hmm. what can we do differently so 
I decided to, you know, stop drinking as much and um, similar to you is just keeping busy and doing things like going for walks and stuff. And I think it's finding something that makes you have somewhat of a joy or takes over that feeling you would have when you were drinking it. And I mean, for me, I know that like having alcohol and not having alcohol, it's like that liquid courage thing, but that doesn't always make it a good thing. And I was trying to teach my uh, stepdaughter that <laughs> liquid courage is not mm-hmm. always a good thing. So I think it's, you know, people go through those stages in life, but it's how you get out of them and, and move above them is, is really amazing. And it sounds like you have accomplished so much in the last two years with um, becoming sober. Could you kind of give us an idea of what you feel is the best part of being sober, like what you're really enjoying and what you what you really love? Yeah, fully. And I just want to quickly add something to your last question too, was that a big thing for me was I made an, my own Instagram account called Scarlet is Sober. I don't really use it much anymore because I, I find I don't need to, but all of my friends on there that I added were only people that were sober and like going through similar um, similar things and that mm-hmm. I could relate to and that could inspire me every day. And so that was huge. Like if I ever felt like I wanted to drink or I was finding like life was overwhelming, I would go out and just read people's posts and post my own thing and get the support. And like, that was huge for me. So that was really helpful. Um, That's awesome. I think having that support like if if your life is all about you know your friends all drink with you it's like what does that look like without that so having mm-hmm. that support of people who are sober um is amazing and it kind of gives you something to, to connect on that you wouldn't have with your other friends so i think having that community and and you know having a place to go where when you're struggling you can reach out or you know like you said look at things that make you feel better or seeing that people are there to support you i think that's huge and like it can be really lonely it can be really lonely when you cut something out of your life that is basically what connects you to your friends and family so yeah a community is huge um Mm -hmm. yeah and so the best part of being sober for me um I think is just how much I truly love myself now um and how clear my mind is I see things so differently, Um, but it's taken time and effort. It hasn't just like happened overnight. Um, I've, yeah, I've accomplished so much in two years. It's crazy. I closed my business. It was also COVID for part of it. Like I think I was six months sober when COVID hit. So Mm -hmm. um, I was so thankful that I was sober already because I think that would have been challenging. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was also a blessing for me to just be hiding in my house and not having like distractions of the outside world. Um, No events, no getting together, no having people over. So it was kind of nice. Like I was relieved of all that. Yeah, but I closed my business because um, partly I had a feeling that COVID wasn't going away. And I was like, I'm not sticking this out. I'm moving on. Um, And then I started coaching online with Beachbody Fitness, which I had been like kind of following just as a customer for a couple years. Um, I decided to start coaching, which held me even more accountable. Um, I just went back to school, took psychology. I did my Reiki level one and two, um, energy healing. 
uh, I started really connecting more to my spiritual side, beautiful morning routine where I would meditate and journal almost every single day, sometimes meditate more than once a day, learning to even just like fall into a meditation when I'm like doing dishes and the kids are talking to me and I just need to like zone out. Um, and what else I started, I went and got an accreditation for life coaching. So that was a big accomplishment. And that has really like shaped what I'm doing now for work. Um, I also started homeschooling my kids. Um, so that's huge. And that requires a lot of focus and commitment and balance. Um, and now I'm coaching women on self-love and confidence. So that's amazing. Just feeling like I can give back in a sense, because I've really just created this life for myself that revolves around like having self-love, because if you don't love yourself, you can't love all the people around you um, as much as you want to. Anyways, that whole analogy of like the cup, being full and overflowing so it can spill onto the loved ones around you like that's that's real and you can just notice I just notice on the days when I know I'm not giving myself what I need um mm -hmm. I'm agitated I'm short I'm angry I'm all the things right um so you really have to put your yourself first and and that's basically what being sober is to me loving myself following my intuition I feel like I'm a different human being um sometimes it feels like it's a dream like how much I've accomplished um yeah I think like we're meant to go through hard times and alcohol was there for me when I needed it for all of those years um but now I was ready to leave it behind I made the right choice and I can look back and just like be grateful for all of the challenges that have come my way so that I can just live this beautiful life now you know wow Scarlett like <laughs> you are amazing like just everything you've been through and where you're headed like i just see you as such a bright light and I, like even just following you on instagram it's like just seeing how you flow in the morning and just like you bring good spirit and energy where you go and i think that people feel that and I think that you're right when you said that we go through hard times, like we're supposed to. And I see that as like, if we didn't, life would be pretty boring if you just every day was fine, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's oh, like, totally. okay. yeah. And then like, that's like, I say that to my husband all the time about the weather. Like, I know it's like just a silly small thing, but he's like, oh, rain again. And I'm like, oh, I don't even notice the rain. Like, is it raining? Like, we just do our life every day. And it's great if it's raining, if it's not, if it's windy, whatever. And I'm like, if it was nice every day, like, you wouldn't even appreciate that it was nice. But we have mm -hmm. crappy weather. And then when we have a beautiful day, we're like, oh, it's so beautiful, you know? Absolutely. I, I totally agree. I'm I'm the same way. I think, you know, you got to switch things up and make things exciting. If you're doing the same thing every day, it gets boring. And the other piece to it is you've been through so much in your life already that now you get to take what you've learned and how you've grown and what you've been through and support others. And like you said, giving back is just such a selfless thing that it makes you feel better in general because you you want to give back and and for some people giving back or supporting others fills up their cup and makes them feel good and it's like 
I have learned so much from you that I appreciate and I like appreciate our friendship. And it's like, I, I love how you see things. Like I, you see things different than a lot of people that I talk to in a good way. And like, you're always just questioning like, okay, well, you know, what's the big deal? You know, like we can do this. Like you just have such a good energy. And like, I just, I really enjoy when we get to talk. Oh, thank you. It's not always rainbows and lollipops. I definitely have my my bad days, but I also like I've I've learned that it's okay to feel your emotions, like not to hold them down and push them down inside. And I'm trying to teach my kids that too, because I think that that's kind of what we're taught when we're little and stuff too. I don't know. I was anyways, like I was a really uber sensitive child and Mm -hmm. it was like to a fault, like where it was, I couldn't always do the things other kids were doing because I'd like cry or get emotional or be scared or worried or all the things and mm-hmm. I remember like don't be don't be so worried you're such a worry wart like being told like not to feel what I'm feeling and when you're told that like for so many years then you just start pushing it down and then you're not mm-hmm. acknowledging your feelings and like we need to so like even when we are feeling so angry like we need to scream we need to jump we need to shake we need to like get it all out so that we can yeah. move forward <laughs> Yes, I agree with you fully. I've learned the whole dancing to get the anger or the frustration out. It was really quite helpful. Um, it just shake it up, shake it out, shake it up. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> um, so if somebody is sober curious, what advice would you give them to kind of, you know, get started or like where they should start and tips any tips you might have for them um you know just give them some some pointers on if they want to get started Mm -hmm. um I would say ask yourself why that's always a really good question to ask yourself why why are you feeling this way why are you even thinking about it take time to sit with it journal about it journaling can be so powerful if you don't journal already start it feels really awkward at first I hadn't journaled for years I journaled when I was like younger and a teenager and then stopped for like 15 20 years and then when I started again I felt super weird at first and then now the words just flow out of me and I can like look back and reflect on things because sometimes you don't even know how you're feeling until you get it out um ask yourself are you ready how could it benefit your life that's huge and what are you scared of I think like a lot of people are scared of losing friends and maybe even losing family or not being accepted anymore. Um, Like in society, our culture is just full of like pushing booze on people. Um, But there really is so many people out there that are living a sober journey and just following like your intuition like if you're thinking about it and it's coming up there's probably a reason and you might not think that you could have an amazing life on the other side but chances are it will surprise you because you like alcohol can just like hold you back so much um I would suggest just start listening to some podcasts there's a few really good ones out there Uh, Recovery Elevator is the one that really helped me. Uh, They basically interview a different person every episode. And no matter what, who you are, where you come from, what your background is, you can always relate to the story because we've all been there in some way or another. Um, Yeah, 
that's pretty much it. And don't be hard on yourself either. Like don't, if you decide to try to quit, like, and you start drinking again two weeks later, like, oh, well, start again. And I really think like telling people is helpful so that you have like those few people that know, support you, that you can talk to. I think that's important. You can't do it on your own and you have to replace your bad behaviors with something else. So you can't just quit and then live the exact same life. You have to like find something else to fill that time with. That makes total sense. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, one of the things that I wanted, I've left to share with the the listeners is that a couple weeks ago we, uh, you had hosted your first sober magic retreat, um, for people who were sober and sober curious, and I got to attend, which was amazing. Like I loved going as a a sober curious person and hearing everybody's kind of stories there was such a good group of people whether they were you know newly sober sober for a while or they were uh, you know sober curious um, or just literally just wanted to come and hear about it Um, it's it's in such a beautiful place the rising soul space Um, is there anything you would like to kind of share with the group are you going to be putting any more of those retreats on um, yeah, anything in case people are interested to hear more? Yeah, it was so beautiful. And I'm just so grateful to have been given the opportunity to host that. Like, really, it feels like a dream. I basically was looking for a retreat to attend about a year and a half ago uh, for myself, um, something with other sober people, and I couldn't find anything because um, I never like went to AA or did any of those things. So to me, I felt like I didn't really have like a group to just like connect with where in person where you were just like healing and growing and sharing. Um, so when I, well, Dan- the reason we met is through Danielle, who has the rising soul space. And she's basically just putting on so many different events that are helping people heal from whatever it is they heal from. And the fact that I was able to rent out the space and host a sober slash sober curious retreat was so amazing. And I just feel like we need more of that. Um, It was insane how quickly it filled up with like a waiting list also. And um, we can only fit about 10 people comfortably for, uh, for a day to be able to move around and journal and so we're not too too um packed in but i i'm gonna start doing sober circles so that's starting um what was the date i think it's november 28th i think i booked um so it's gonna be two hours and mm-hmm. it'll be kind of the same idea as the sober retreat but just condensed um so we'll do sharing we'll have like a theme we'll do a bit of meditation some journaling and really just have a space to connect with each other um and I'll do it once a month and then I hope to do a retreat every three months is my goal just kind of see how it goes yeah that sounds awesome I like that you're going to be doing like a full day one every couple of months, but also having that support um, each month for kind of in between or, you know, if someone wants to just see what a circle is like and they are curious, then it's such a great way of doing it. And it's 
such a magical place. Like it's funny just stepping on the property. It's kind of like it just radiates healing vibes and calmness. <laughs> it's just so mm-hmm. special to be there. And I think we're lucky that uh, Danielle and Ryan have put this up and allowed people to come in and facilitate and use the space, but also be um, a part of the circles and such. And it's such a cool place. And I hope that anyone listening gets a chance to, to go there and see one of the retreats. Um, probably what I can do is post in the show notes um, when you're doing your circles in case anyone is interested or just a link to, to where they can find out more. Um, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And then I will also put some of your um, social media accounts in there. Uh, the one thing I would love for you to share is maybe just a little bit about your podcast in case anyone would like to listen to your your podcast and, and what it's called and what it's about. And I can put a, a link in the notes as well. So if you want to share a little bit about that, then um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so my podcast is called Seeing Both Sides with Scarlett. Um, you can find it wherever you find podcasts. Um, <laughs> I've been taking a little bit of a break because I have just been busy doing some new things, but I do have a interview lined up on Monday. So there is a new one coming out. Yay. A guy from my life coaching program named Simon who lives in Australia and he used to be a police officer and then he quit and drastically changed his life. So it's going to be a cool one. Um, But basically it's just talking to people from all walks of life um, that have gone through struggles and how they got through them and sharing is caring, right? Like Mm -hmm. I know that hearing other people's stories is so helpful to me. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's like, I want to hear a story. I want to hear what you struggled. I want to hear your hard times and I want to hear what you took away from it and how you can move forward. So that's kind of what the theme of my podcast is. Um, But I really have no, well, I kind of decided to start a podcast like two weeks before and then I just started it I'm not the most like planny person but it's going well I like it I will keep doing it I just don't know if I'll have them coming out like every week anymore it'll probably be just a little bit more sporadic Um, but it is a beautiful thing to interview people I appreciate you having me on and I think that even if like five people hear this and like get something from it we are doing our job right like we're serving and that's what life is all about absolutely I agree I think that is kind of why well that's why I started a podcast was to find a platform to share people's stories and knowledge and what you know people go through so that people don't feel alone and I know for me through what I've been going through I have used podcasts to listen to and then I was like why can't I do it like why couldn't I So it's kind of interesting to, you know, I've listened to enough and it sounds like you've listened to enough. Obviously we both have a podcast, so we're, we're feeling like we're knowing something, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but it's nice to have that platform and like people from all over can listen. Like it's, it's just pretty incredible. And it's, you never know who needs to hear what you're going to say. And when one day it's going to change someone's position, mind, feelings, you never know. And I think that that's the important piece is people who are podcasters, tend to be people who care because why else would they spend the time doing it if they don't really care about other people? So Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
it's all about connection really like we now more than ever like we're all needing more connection because we're not getting it like we used to but Mm -hmm. that was another reason I just remembered why I started the podcast was because I had a shop that for eight years that I would be meeting people and chatting with people like every single day and I miss that like yes it could be definitely like emotionally draining sometimes at the end of the day but like I would always be asking people questions and just interested in their stories and wanting to know more and then when I didn't have my business anymore and I was doing work from home and always with my kids like I was missing that like so realizing that I was missing that and then having the podcast and picking and choosing who you want to learn more about like it's really such a blessing and like you said anyone can do it like you can literally do anything you put your mind to it's not like there's rules right especially now everything's so easy to figure out like just google it youtube it you can do it exactly yeah (laughs) you'll find someone's comments on it so yeah it's 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 such a different world where technology can be used for good and I mean it can be used bad too but I think that the availability to people now is for support is way higher than it's ever been and I think that it's amazing how many people want to give their knowledge and support to people who are struggling and it's it's just a great community I've found so yeah that's great so Scarlett thank you so much for being on the episode today I really really appreciate it and I'm sure the audience also will connect with you in some way or form and I will make sure that all your information is in the notes so that they can follow you if they'd like Um, and I'm sure we'll have you back again in the future but thank you again for coming on amazing thank you so much Ashley I'll see you soon okay okay bye